What's up, everybody? Comedian Vaughn Michael here with What's the Lesson Podcast, a podcast where I interview different people about experiences and stories that they went through, and we try to figure out the lessons that they learned. Today's guest will be talking about overcoming alcohol and cocaine addiction. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the podcast, y'all. Scott Hall burst into the DC comedy scene, quickly making a name for himself as a talented MC with a passion for crowd work. Performing all over the country, Scott Comedy is a mix of nonsense, self-examination, and crowd participation. Scott also hosts the What's Your Deal podcast, a video podcast focused on the stories that make people who they are, as well as self-examination and debate. Quickly becoming a popular podcast in the DMV area, it is well on its way to becoming a staple of the DC scene. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Scott Hall to the podcast. So what was your um, drug of choice? Oh, man. I've uh, pretty much anything I could get my hands on, to be honest. But uh, for a long time now, I was doing cocaine and uh, alcohol most of my life, to be honest. Okay. So how old were you when you first started using cocaine and alcohol? Oh, man. I remember back in high school, dude, I used to go through my parents' like. The liquor cabinet, you fill up like a water bottle and fill that like half up with like, you know, a little bit of whiskey, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And then I would uh, put orange juice in it and I'd drink it during high school. That wasn't like a frequent thing, but it happened a few times. So maybe, I don't know, man, probably my first like drink drink, probably somewhere around the middle of high school. So at 16, something like that. Now, when you had your first, you know, drink, was it, what was the reason behind it? Were you doing it? Like, were you going through something? Did you just want to do it? Um, like, how were you mm-hmm. mentally at that point? Oh, man, I, I all over the place. I mean, my, uh, as a kid, it's just chaotic. You know, it was a little bit of, it was a little bit of wanting to be cool because, uh, you know, I wasn't like an athlete or anything like that. And, uh, you know, you go to house parties and their parties the high school kids are throwing. So you want to fit in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was a little bit of that. And a lot of it was, you know, I didn't really get along with my family at a young age. I'm adopted. And uh, I think I harbored some stuff as a kid. And um, we just never really connected. So a lot of my childhood was spent trying to avoid things and and any kind of discomfort numbing myself and stuff so once i figured out you could do that with alcohol it was was game over pretty much gotcha um so your first time you know drinking alcohol um what was the experience like Uh that's a good question i don't know if i i necessarily remember the exact first time i do remember that one of the times being in school Mm -hmm. and um that that was uh, it was probably the first time I didn't have anxiety. I have a lot of self-esteem stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you know, I went to school and I normally couldn't talk to people this, that, didn't have any self-confidence, whatever. You know, uh, you go in, you have a couple drinks, especially when you're 16, you don't know what's going on, man. I thought I was king of the world. Plus, you think you're cool. Right. You think you're real cool. And, um, but yeah, it was, a, like I said, it was the first time I realized, like, oh, this will... Uh, this will help turn off those negative thoughts, gotcha. at least for a little bit. Okay. What do they call that? The liquid, liquor courage? Yeah, exactly. Liquid courage. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so how old were you when you did cocaine for, for the first time? Ooh, the first time I did cocaine was probably, I had been serving in a restaurant, probably a little bit, I was after the army. So I joined the army after high school and after the army, I came back, I uh, was in a reservist and I was working at a serving job and it got to the point where I didn't have, I got kicked out of my parents' house after the army because I was drinking all the time. Okay. And uh, they didn't want to deal with that. We weren't getting along. And at some point while I was homeless, I was sleeping in my friend's car um, for a few months. And uh, yeah, somehow I ran into somebody that offered me cocaine. And uh, I would go up to this hotel room where I would normally buy weed. Mm-hmm. And the same guy had cocaine and I couldn't afford it. I was homeless and all my money was going to clothes and stuff like this, you know, and, and, uh, and weed and drugs, but mm. I couldn't, I couldn't afford a cocaine at the time. So I used to go into Macy's or these stores and I would take jackets, like leather jackets mm-hmm. and I would pop the tags off of them and I would give them the cocaine dealer for cocaine. And that was like my first experience kind of with that. Um, so, I mean, there was no hesitation at all, like, when, when you first wanted no. to do cocaine, you was kind of, were you excited about doing it at all, or? Excited might not be the right word, you know, I, one of the reasons that I act the way I do, and I try to, you know, I, I guess I won't go on a tangent, but, yeah, I was, uh, excited's probably not the word, but I thought it was cool, you know, I thought it added something to who I was, I thought it was a personality, oh, I do cocaine now, you know, I have, like, an edge, mm-hmm. and, um, it wasn't even like a uh, the feeling of it. It's just, you know, you're a young a young guy watching gangster movies and Scarface and mm, okay, you know, lines on the table. You think you're you think you're something. You don't you don't really see it as a thing that can hurt you. And another thing is too, when you're that age, you think you're invincible. You know, you don't really realize things have consequences. Or at least I didn't. Right. And so you you, you tried it. And at that point, after you tried it, were you immediately hooked on it or? Uh, I enjoyed it. And I think one of the reasons I enjoyed it is because I was always kind of, I'm an anxious person mm-hmm. and I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm more comfortable in that state and not necessarily that I'm happier in that state. It's just what I'm used to. Okay. So I, I kind of, I wouldn't say I was hooked, but I knew that I enjoyed it because it put me in a state of kind of anxiousness, which I was just always in. I don't know how to explain it, but. No, I didn't get hooked immediately, and that was mostly because I didn't have the money to, and I didn't really know the guy that well and whatever. But down the road, once I got to the point where I was having success in a corporate, like, in a, not a corporate, but in my career, and I could afford it, yeah, I almost I almost immediately started doing it every day. Okay, so how old are you when you started doing corporate? Uh, I started working, I wouldn't say, like, maybe 25. So I was in jail for a year, and then I got out. And then six months later, out of jail, I was managing restaurants. And that's kind of, and I excel, go ahead. So I'm trying to figure out from how old were you when you first tried it to, like, how, what was the length oh. of time? Uh, probably maybe, probably maybe five years, somewhere in there. It just wasn't, I didn't have access to cocaine. That's really what it was. I didn't really have anybody that would sell cocaine. You know what I mean? I was living in Northern Virginia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, we were, we, we couldn't afford cocaine. <laughs> me and my friends just couldn't afford it. 
Right. So it was it was marijuana, and then every now and then, if I'm in the hotel room buying pot from this guy, and he's like, "Yo, you want to bump?" It's like, "Yeah, of course." And I think I'm cool. We'll talk about it for like three weeks, but it was it was a while until I got it again. And the reason I think that was is because at the restaurant industry, you start having success in that, especially in D.C. and the types of restaurants I was involved in, mm-hmm. clubs and you know DJs and this and that. Um, the cocaine's a pretty popular party drug, obviously. So it came once it was readily available for me about five years after i tried it man it was it was immediate gotcha it was something yeah so you work in this corporate job um now is it something that like you were like you were tired or you were just kind of like like how did like once you start working a corporate job did you start to do cocaine on the regular well how did you transition yeah that's a good that's a good point about being tired. Yeah, I, I remember telling well you start off and then it's like uh, I'm always a, I've always been a workhorse. I've always been very very um once I got to the management in the restaurant, I had already understood that cuz I didn't have a degree, I didn't have anything. I already understood that I got that position based on hard work, based on spending 80 hours a week there, 100 hours a week there, mm-hmm. learning how to do graphic design and all that stuff. The problem with that is, is I thought that I needed to do that every day. And not only did cocaine let me drink and do all this other stuff, um, it became kind of a crutch in a way where I could go out, I could burn the candle on both ends, I could spend 50 hours, you know, at the computer crushing it. Because the restaurant, you're running around, you have a bunch of stuff to do always. Then you get to do paperwork. It's just always, you're always putting out a fire. Mm-hmm. So when I'm, co- I'm on coke, I can manage all that a little bit easier. And I hate to say that because the long term, it's not true. But you take a bump, you think you're invincible. You know, you're running around, you have more energy. Mm-hmm. so um it allowed me to kind of live the party lifestyle that i was living and also get work done and then it became a thing where i was like oh well i need cocaine i need cocaine to work um and somewhere in between there i just i just started to feel uncomfortable without it if i didn't have you know a little bag in my in my blazer pocket i was a little uncomfortable and i think that's a lot of addiction it's just you know, I started to feel a little uncomfortable without Coke on me. Like, uh, you know, how am I going to get this work done? If not, how, you know, w- w- what if I got to wake up in the morning? I want to have a couple drinks tonight, this, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just felt, un- I felt, I felt weird without cocaine on me. It's now, like a security. What were some of the negative effects of doing cocaine? Paranoia. Paranoia was a big one as far as, as far as the negative effects. I mean, I have yet to go to the doctor and get a full checkup, but I'm sure, I'm sure that's not going to be good. Uh, I would say paranoia mostly. I mean, it deteriorates your body like you wouldn't understand, but the the, the paranoia gets to a point where, I mean, I, rem- I distinctly remember after I I moved on from everything and tried to get out of the lifestyle, still doing cocaine for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I was, I would spend hours in my apartment and I would, I had a routine. So I would, do a line of cocaine uh, in the, off the bathroom, in the bathroom sink. Mm-hmm. And then I would take a shot of Jameson. I would smoke a cigarette. I'd watch some pornography. And then I would do it all over again, over and over and over and over again. And you'd go across the street for gas station, whatever. But at a certain point, I'd be in my room, laying on the floor, no joke, looking underneath my door frame. Like underneath the door mm-hmm. into my living into my living room because I thought there were maintenance people in there. 
Mm-hmm. And they were like, I was like, oh, what if they would need to come in here and they're going to see everything? Or Nobody was ever in my apartment. Um, but you get to this place where you're just uh, disassociative. It's like you're not even there anymore. It turns you into a zombie. It'll take your soul away, man. It's just not. It's uh, yeah, it's it's awful. And how did you know did this play <laughs> any effect on like your relationship with people, family, friends, coworkers, and stuff? Oh man, uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's not. It became a thing I wasn't hiding anymore, which was a big problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it became a thing that, especially in the restaurant industry, I was proud. And you know, I was wearing white suits and I was talking to people about drugs and stuff and i had employees that knew i was on you know i'd lose weight and i'd be like yeah stop at one point i wasn't drinking and i was doing cocaine mm. and i was like oh yeah they like you lost weight and i was like yeah i stopped drinking they're like oh and and eating too right like wink wink and i was like yeah and so you can't maintain a relation like any kind of employee employer relationship when that's when that's going on that's all gone and then also yeah you 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 know Cocaine led me to like not paying rent on time for a long time during that, even though I had the money, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, it was, it burned a, a lot of bridges, not, and not necessarily directly, but people started to be like, Oh, well, I'm not going to hang around that guy. I shouldn't be around him. He's a, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a bad person to be around. Something's going to happen. He's going to OD. He's just wild. He's uncontrolled. You know you I mean? You, right. you don't know what someone who's going to, who's on cocaine all the time. You don't know what they're going to act. I'm freaking out about this. I'm freaking out. You don't know when I'm lying or not. Uh, I wasn't myself. And, and, and more so than me burning bridges, it, I, I pull away from everybody. I would sit in my room for days, days and days and do that, that not only that same routine, but um, yeah, I wouldn't, I would get to go food when I was coming down like one every once every four days. Mm-hmm. And that those boxes would just sit in my room and I would just lay in bed and my bed was surrounded by to-go boxes filled with like cigarette ash and c- cigarettes and sometimes a puke in to-go boxes. I would, just, I would need to gag because I hadn't eaten and I'd been drinking and smoking cigarettes. So I'd gag and I would throw up in like a to-go box and it would be by my, like by the side of my bed. And, uh, and all, all while I'm making good money, great money. And running a restaurant, you know, it was, it was, I was, it was awful. And, uh, yeah, it has a lot of negative effects. And I, luckily I had a roommate one day, I came home and he was in my room with a fucking mask on cleaning, <laughs> cleaning my fucking room. And I came in, he just gave me a hug and he's just like, no more of this. And, uh, yeah, so it had a lot of negative effects, man. A lot. It, it takes your soul away. You're not the same person at all. And what was the turning point from you to, you know, to get clean? The cocaine, you know, the alcohol is still new, but the cocaine is, was, I, you know, I didn't want to be that person anymore. I just, I couldn't, it was exhausting. Not only, not only mentally, but physically, you know, I, mean, I felt brittle. I felt weak. I felt mm-hmm. defeated. Um, and at a certain point, uh, you know, I, I never forgot. And I still sometimes struggle with remembering this, but I got the restaurant thing out of hard work and like who I am and all this stuff. And I, it was the first thing I ever had to be proud of myself for. And I did it all myself. And when I started doing cocaine, I lost that kind of vision. And at some point, I guess after that conversation with my roommate or this or that, um, 
you know, I looked at my re-examine the relationship with my parents I was having, who we had made nice after jail and I was pushing them away again. And, uh, you know, at one point I just looked in the mirror and I was like, you don't have to do this. Like, you don't have to do this, you know? And I think a lot of people, and I mean that in a way of like, you don't have to be this person. You can do whatever you want. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be this. It wasn't this before. It doesn't have to be that again. And it wasn't as clear of a thought as that, obviously. But at the time, it was just a recognition of like, oh, like this doesn't, this isn't permanent. You don't have, it doesn't have to be permanent. And I just stopped. And no meetings, no nothing. I was just like, I, I'm not doing this anymore. And then after you stopped doing that, you were still doing um, alcohol at this time? Yeah, I went through weird periods of like, you know, at one point I was nine months sober during the restaurant stuff. I was nine months sober, but I was still doing a bunch of cocaine. Mm-hmm. That was just very misguided as far as like what sobriety meant and 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 what it you know because it means different things for different people like everything else does. Uh, I just wasn't in tune with myself. But yeah, when I quit cocaine, I still thought you know I kicked the major thing. I kicked it, so why not be able to have a couple drinks? Why not get drunk? Um, but when I did quit cocaine, I had recognized that that alcohol was a problem. I had recognized that alcohol had been a problem through my life. Mm-hmm. You know, most of the time. But yeah, I quit cocaine before I quit alcohol. And so you said that alcohol was most recent. So um, how long ago did you did you quit alcohol? Yeah, my last drink was December 2nd. Or maybe December, I think December 1st. My sober date's December 2nd. Um, and before that, I had had a few months sober, and then a couple months off. And then before that, like seven months sober, and then a couple months I was drinking. And then before that, like nine months and a double drink. Mm-hmm. So I've taken these large breaks at a time and um, never for the right reasons, I don't think, until now. And never with as, me- as much uh, uh, clarity about the situation as I think I have now. Okay. But, and I mean, at this point, um, are you happy with your decision um, of going sober? It's the, you know, I still smoke pot from time to time, so I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't think I would just get the only thing that I have that nobody else has. And I say this all the time. The only thing that anybody has that nobody else has is is who they are as a person, and and you numb yourself. You change that person with drugs and alcohol, and you get further away from yourself. And you know, I experience things. I feel love now. I feel. I feel. You know, you don't recognize when you're doing drugs, you think you're numbing all the bad stuff, but you're numbing all the good stuff, too. You know, I have major accomplishments in the restaurant career that I had, and, and I don't enjoy any of them. I don't because I was drunk or I was high or I was, I was you know, I have these pictures of things that are autographed and, and cool stuff that I've done in my life that if as the memories are ruined, not ruined completely, but but tainted. Mm-hmm. There's an asterisk by those because of of the state I was in during those things. And uh, that's really my biggest regret. And that's really the hap- you know, the, the thing that makes me understand that I made the right decision is that, you know, now when I have a good set or, or when things are going well, the podcasts go well, like I'm, I'm there. I'm fully aware. I know what's going on. I can smile. I can enjoy the moment, even though it's hard. But uh, yeah, I, it's been the best thing that I've ever done in my life. And out of this, everything you went through, what's the lesson you say you would learn? I just think that, you know, there's, 
I don't know, man. Be yourself. Don't don't be scared to be yourself. That was it. That was it for me. I was just scared of everything. I was scared of being myself. I was scared of being accepted. I was I was scared. I was scared. So I was running from stuff. I was trying to numb stuff. I was trying to avoid stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying not to deal with my problems. I was trying not to work hard. I was trying to do not not do all these things. And I was doing drugs by all of it. And the minute I stopped doing that, focused on myself rather than trying to get away from all these problems and stuff, mm-hmm. everything changed immediately. And and my worldview changed and life just changed. So uh, it's, I'm okay. I'm okay being me. I'm okay not having to, you know, tamp the emotions down. Okay. And um, so if anybody wants to follow you on social media, where can they follow you and how do they follow you? What's your deal podcast? That's what you got to check out. I got one too. Vaughn, Vaughn was on it. Beautiful. Um, it's on every platform. YouTube, I'll literally all the all the podcast ones on the Facebook. We got everything going. Or you could follow me at Scott Hall Stand Up on Instagram. That's where I post everything else. Cool. All right, Scott. Well, thank you so much for coming on, man. Have a good day. Yeah, dude. Thank you, brother.